<laughs> wow, I feel really loud. Okay, I am. <laughs> Hello, right. Hi, everybody. So, um, like Josh said, that um, this is second week of our teaching series of slow down. So, um, so yeah, so it's not about um, slowing down so that we're not doing anything. Um, because God calls us to, to do things in him, but it's about giving him time to bring transformation in our lives. What does that mean to slow down? And so each week we'll be, we'll be having a um, different ministry of what that looks like. And today I'm going to be talking to you about going deeper into love. Um, right, I'm going to read from Romans chapter 8. So if you've got your Bible with you, and you want to turn to Romans chapter 8, I'm reading from the NIV version. And I'm going to start from verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So Paul here was talking to people who were being persecuted. You know, maybe they had family um, members who maybe were being killed because of their faith in Christ Jesus. And so Paul here was trying to encourage people who were going through all this heartache and difficulty and saying, you are not alone because God is with you. God loves you. And it's because of God's love for us that he sent his son for us. And so we can be certain that God loves us because he sent his son for us, that he came here to be with us and he sent his Holy Spirit to stay with us. And so we can be certain of God's love with us and that he is with us always. You know, if, um, if he is willing, if God who is willing to send his precious Jesus, his precious son for us because of his love for us, then would he, would he not like, give us anything that we ask of him? 
how amazing, how wonderful that passage is. So we can stand before our perfectly, perfect heavenly Father because of what Christ Jesus has done for us. We're no longer condemned. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that powerful to think that we can stand before our heavenly Father who's so perfect, so wonderful, so awesome, with all the things that we have done, all the things that we've not done, we can stand before him justified and not condemned. But what about all those mistakes? Our heavenly Father does not condemn us. But what about all those things that, that are being said about me? And, you know, what about all that stuff that's making me feel downtrodden and, and knocking me sideways? Nothing can condemn you when you are in Christ Jesus. But what about my failings? What about my struggles? What about the things that, that I'm doing? I don't feel like an overcomer. I feel like a failure. No, he is the judge of all things, and yet he does not condemn us. In fact, not only does he not condemn us, but he intercedes for us. He is our advocate. He defends us. So no matter what can come against us, no matter what will try and come and bring us down or try and make us feel rubbish or all of that, no matter the things that maybe we've done, the mistakes that we have made, nothing can come between God's love for you. What a wonderful thing for us that... There could be so many things that could go wrong in our day. There could be so many things that, that we are trying to work through and, and try to grapple with. But do you know what? We can be really, really certain of this, that God loves us. And this is a really powerful message telling us that nothing can change God's love for us, no matter what we are experiencing, that his love is there with us no matter what. And we need to know that, just like the early church needed to know that. Because the early church were going through so many struggles and difficulties. And we may not be facing the things that they're facing, the life and death situations, but we are facing struggles in our days. We do face struggles in our life. And whether it's struggling with anxiety or trying to work through our studies or all these things that we wanted to try and do with our lives, we can sometimes face struggles. We, we face opposition sometimes and, and maybe things are said about us. Maybe we're facing difficult relationships. And so we need to know constantly, always, that he is right there with us, that his love is there for us, that he loves us. Because it's God's love that makes us whole when everything else is rubbish. It's God's love that holds us together when everything is chaotic. It's God's love that gives us peace, even though everything turns out to be a complete mess. It's God's love that gives us value and worth, even though everything we try to accomplish fails. God's love is not just some, is not this gooey, gushy, romantic feeling, even though sometimes we can experience something of that when we, we experience God in his presence. But God's love isn't that, because God is love. 
Love is who God is. It's supernatural. It's powerful. So the opportunity that we have to slow down and go deeper into love and experiencing the truth of his love is really precious. It's really powerful. It's a supernatural gift from God to us. Going deeper into God himself. His love has nailed your sin to the cross. His love is why Jesus is standing there between you and the accuser. You know the accuser who says that you are rubbish? Jesus says, you are precious. The accuser who says, call yourself a Christian? You are so bad. Jesus says, you are sons and daughters of the heavenly father. The accuser says that you are not loved. Jesus says, our heavenly father sent me into the world because of our love for you. The accuser who says that you are ugly, useless, a terrible person. Jesus says that you are wonderfully made with a purpose in mind. His love is so that we can stand there. And he stands there between us and the accuser, defending you so that you can freely come before God, innocent, free from shame, free from guilt, totally accepted. It's in his love where you will be fruitful and fulfilled. And there is nothing that you can desire that can compare with that. Even Paul says that. Paul says, I can consider everything worthless, everything as rubbish compared to knowing Christ Jesus. What is there compared to the supernatural, powerful, accepting love of God? In the prophetic book, Ezekiel chapter 47, there is this, um, this amazing prophecy of, um, of a river that froze from the throne of God out of the temple into all the world. And Ezekiel describes it, and he says that, um, that there is a man that leads me into the river. And so this man is leading Ezekiel into the river, and it becomes ankle deep. And then the man then carries on leading Ezekiel, and he goes even further into the river and takes him waist deep. And then the man, he leads Ezekiel even further, and it goes so deep that now he has to swim. He can't keep his feet on the floor. And Ezekiel says that the river has become so wide, it's so big, that, that no one can even cross this river. And this river, wherever it goes and it touches the salt water, the salt water becomes fresh. And then there's, living, there's fish living in the water. And there's all kinds of living creatures that come to the riverside. And it says that the, there's trees all along the riverbed. And the trees are really fruitful. And the, the leaves on the tree, they do not wither. And the fruit are good enough to eat. And the leaves are for healing. Now, God's love is unmeasurable, full of life, full of fruitfulness, just like this river. I think we can step into the love of God and go ankle deep. And I think we can stay there at ankle deep in our understanding, in our experience, in our identity and knowledge of his love. Or we can go further. 
I think we're meant to go further, deeper into God's love. We can venture out in further into the depths of his love until we are waist deep in our understanding, in our experience, in our identity and knowledge of his love with our feet on the floor. And we can stare there. But I don't think that we were meant to stare there. I think we're meant to let him lead us even further into his love so that we are swimming completely immersed in his full acceptance and love. Jesus tells us to remain in God's love because unless we remain in his love, then we will not be fruitful. Because when we remain in him, we will bear fruit. And there are times in my life when I feel like things have got a bit stale or I can lose my way a bit. And I realize that in those moments when things just don't feel exciting or they do feel a bit stale, it's because I've stepped out of God's love. I'm not remaining in his love. I've got all caught up in in life, doing lots, and, and just not getting into that river. And what I need in that moment is for my stale lifelessness to be made fresh again. Just like the salt water is made fresh when it touches the river of God. And I can do that by slowing down and turning my affection towards God, stilling myself before him until I'm aware of his love and his grace towards me. And it's there, in that place, that I will find my meaning, my life, fruitfulness, healing, restoration of my life. What is it? What is it that when we feel all stale and lifeless, the last thing we often want to do is draw close to God? Yet that is exactly what our life is yearning after. That's what our life is wanting to draw close to God. The things that we long for, the things that we chase after, the things that we think we have to do to, to achieve, to, to gain acceptance, value, worth, is freely available to us without us actually doing anything. There is nothing that we can do to earn God's love. Everything we think we need to do to feel accepted or, or worthy only causes burnout, depression, depression, anger, addiction. Now, I think so many of us um, have heard it before. We all know God loves us. And we're like thinking, yeah, 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 this I know. God loves me. You know, the Bible tells me so. And we're probably all experts. And we can all talk about how God loves us. And, and we can talk about it. So why is it that we still find ourselves striving, dry, stale, dissatisfied, feeling rejected or unworthy? Even though nothing can come between me and the love of God, nothing can separate us, there is something that prevents me from knowing that full acceptance and worth of God. And that is my self-rejection. You know, self-rejection is our worst enemy. Self-rejection can stop us from getting close to God, experiencing his love. Self-rejection contradicts everything that the Holy Spirit is trying to say to us. 
And we know this is true of ourselves because we're always looking for acceptance when we're already accepted. We're already we're there looking for affirmation and for people to tell us how great we are because of something or other. And, and we're looking for affirmation and that pat on the back when we're already affirmed. God accepts you. He affirms you. He loves you. His gentle voice, loving voice, tells you how much he loves you. Tells you he accepts you. Tells you that you can rely on him. That his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And yet we listen to the louder voices that tell us that we have to prove who we are. We have to show that we are worth something. Do something relevant. Do something spectacular or powerful. And then you will earn the love that you so desire. We look for the next book or the job or the relationship to help fulfill that deepest desire within us. And our self-rejection thinks that we have to do something to be loved. And so we miss out on just being and delighting ourselves, freely receiving the love that, that we can't earn, that, we, that God just freely just gives it to us. It's so life-giving, so wonderful, just to slow down, go deeper, go deeper into his love. And if we feel dissatisfied, then, then this could be alarm bells saying we need to go closer to God. We need to center ourselves on God again. We need him to be in the center of our lives, to find our purpose and our fulfillment in knowing God and being known by him. You know, we don't have to live in the wilderness. We are already loved and accepted, affirmed. Long before you were even born, you were called by name from the very beginning. You are his and he is yours. Your name is written on the palm of his hands. He knows every single hair on your head. He looks at you with infinite care and tenderness. Your name is inscribed on his hand. Wherever he, you go, he goes. You know, if you make your bed in the depths, he is there. If you settle on the far side of the sea, he is there with you and his hand holds you fast. Psalm says that. In 1 John 4, 16, it says this. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. We know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in God and God in them. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So we rely on God's love. We have to be conscious of God's love, believe his love, put our faith in God's love. Now, when we live in God, God, when we live in God's love, he lives in us and we live in him. That's amazing. To live in God's love and to have God live in us and for us to live in him. Then our lives is like the river, full of life, fruitful, full of health. God's love for you is perfect and unconditional. Now, when you fail, 
He keeps on loving you because his love is not dependent on you. It's dependent on him. And he is constant. He is perfect. He never, ever changes. And we have to receive it. We have to believe it. We have to know that we are special towards him. He loves us so much. So as we slow down, we can step in to go deeper into his love. Swim in it. Enjoy it. Our freedom is in swimming in it. You know, going to church is a great place to experience God's love. And we can go to church and we can have a great time just singing some worship songs and hearing some um, amazing things about God's word, love, like we're doing now. And, you know, and it's like going and um, putting our feet in and it's like, yeah, this is really nice. And, and maybe if we're singing the right kind of songs, you know, we might even get to waist deep and it's, it's really nice. And we experience something of God, that healing, his presence, and, and it touches us and it, and it boosts our faith and then we go home and we continue with that self-rejection or busyness and, and we want to make our lives count for something and we forget that we are no, live, no longer living in the knowledge of his unconditional love and maybe we can go to a deeper night where we spend a bit longer in the river just enjoying that maybe we start swimming we're going that deep in the river of God. And we experience something of him, an encounter with him where we do feel healed. And he touches our mental health, our emotional health, maybe our physical health. And he touches us and, and we experience something of his presence that touches our hearts and lives. And it gives us a boost. And, and we go home energized and thinking, wow, we had a great time in the presence of God. We experienced his love. It was amazing. You know, and sometimes we, then we go back to our life and it's like, you know, we get all mixed up in different things and we're looking forward to our next deeper night or our next meeting at church when we can encounter him again. You know, I don't think that, um, that we're supposed to experience God's love like that. I think we're supposed to be conscious of his love all the time. I think we're supposed to be able to rely on his love all the time. I think we're supposed to know his love all the time, no matter what we're doing, no matter where we are, even in our home, even when we're going about our business, in our studies, whatever we're doing. We've got this new family member, and it's a cat. We got him in the summer. There's a ginger tomcat called Tango, and he's a rescue cat, and he's a bit of a scaredy cat, and he's getting used to us, keeps hiding. And, um, but he's getting better, he's coming out, and um, he's getting used to the fact that we have chosen him and that, we've, you know, that we accept him, and, and he comes out and he grows in confidence, and, and he's getting used to the fact that, that we're not going to neglect him or abuse him, and... You know, and sometimes he does go back into his little hidey hole. It's this little cramped space behind the DVDs and speaker. And, you know, one morning we're trying to find him. We couldn't find him. We didn't know where he was. And eventually we found him hiding behind our speaker. And occasionally he would venture out and he would get lots of treats and cuddles. And, and he would get his food and his water. And, and then we would... Um, 
you know, and we would be sitting there waiting for him to come out so that we can show him his love, we can show him love and we can give him cuddles and stuff like that. Our Heavenly Father is so patient with us. He is there waiting to lead us into his love. And we can hide away like some scaredy cat thinking it's all safe here. We can have all the things that we want that brings us safety and security. And we can, we can think all these things around us just to help us feel secure. We think it gives us the provision that we need. And, you know, we just want to just stay there. Or we can come out into the presence of God, into God's love. And no real provision, no real confidence, no real security. And it's in his presence that we will find that. Love is this mysterious thing that we all are looking for one way or another. We all long for it. We write songs about it. We sing songs about it. We watch movies about it. And we feel special when love is expressed to us. The thing is, we were created for love. So it's understandable that we desire it, that we chase after it. We wait patiently for the one that we love. What would our lives be like if we wait patiently for the love of God? What would that be like? The Bible says, in his love, we will have life, fruitfulness, healing, He is constantly waiting patiently for us. He has already chosen you, adopted you, called you by name. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead you deeper into his unmeasurable love. Every time you listen with great attentiveness to the voice of God, you will hear his voice saying, I love you. You are precious. I accept you. You are valuable to him. You stand innocent before him. And like Tango, our ginger tomcat, who is now growing in confidence, and and he comes out and he stays out for longer, and he and he, and he cuddles up to us for longer, and you know, and he is enjoying being with us for longer. As you hear your father's love and acceptance, you will discover within yourself a desire to hear that voice for longer and more deeply. It's like taking another step into the river. You put your toes in and it feels nice. It feels safe. And once you've got your toes wet, you want to go deeper. And it does take time. It takes effort. It takes slowing down. It takes letting go of self-rejection, letting go of that which we think is of value to us or making us feel valuable. And it takes letting go of striving after that that we think will give us worth and taking hold of his precious, wonderful, healing, satisfying love that gives us acceptance, worth, and value. 1 John 4, a beautiful verse that says, Perfect love drives out fear. There is no fear in love. The Holy Spirit is there to help us. He leads us. He guides us. The deeper we go into his love, 
the less things in this world has a hold of us. And we will produce fruit in our lives. We are able to trust God that he is with us. Trust him that even through the difficult times, he's right there beside you. Things that matter to us or seemed important to us won't be that important anymore. So what does it look like to slow down and go deeper? Is it sitting with him more, listening to him? Maybe it's reading your Bible and and allowing the Bible to speak to you and, and express God's love to you. You know, the Bible is a love story to us. It tells us all about God's love for us, his passion for us, how he created us for love, how he he wants to rescue us and how he's got so many wonderful promises for us. And it's the story of how people rejected him and yet he still wants to rescue us. He still comes after us. And the people reject him again and he still comes out after them because of his love. And because of his love, he sends Jesus to show us his love for us. And we still reject him, but he still loves us. That's how much God loves us. And the Bible tells us that. And I love reading the Bible. And the more I read it, I experience more of his love. And I come closer and deeper into him. Maybe going deeper into love is getting rid of all that in your life that's causing distraction. Maybe going deeper is to do something you know he's calling you to do. And maybe it means sacrifice or giving something up. Maybe it's repenting of an attitude or a behavior. Maybe it's forgiving someone that has caused you pain. Maybe it's you asking someone else to forgive you where you wronged them. Maybe it's you looking at those around you and loving them. The amazing thing about God's love is that even if you don't do any of those things, God still loves you. Because God's love doesn't depend on on you and your behavior because God always loves you. But the thing about God's love is that as you go deeper into his love, you find that some kind of transformation is going in your heart and in your life. And you start desiring to do more of the things that God wants you to do. And so you start seeing these things happening in your life. You start wanting to do these things and in, you know, to go deeper into God. And if there are things that's in your life that you know that shouldn't be there or the things you know you should be doing to help you to grow deeper into God's love, the Holy Spirit is there to help you, to lead you, to take you by your hand so that you can go deeper into him. Now, if you go away today with only one thing, let it be your heart's desire to slow down and and to say a daily prayer, asking God to help you to go deeper into him. Maybe you would say, Father, take me deeper into you. Show me where I need to let go of that which entangles me. Show me where there is self-rejection in me. 
Help me to see where I have sought satisfaction from this world that, where I can only get the satisfaction when I'm totally submerged in your love and acceptance. Lord, I want to make spending time with you a priority. Lord, I want to receive all the promises that come from being in your love. Let this be your daily prayer. God bless you. Amen.